Hello and welcome to the Really Random Movie Reviews Podcast. Real people, real takes. I'm Danielle. And I'm Ben. In this show, we have an online movie generator choose a film for us to watch. It could be from any genre and any decade, as long as it's easily accessible for us. After viewing the movie, we sit here and discuss it at length. This week, we are talking about Memento. What will we think? Well, grab some popcorn, sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. So we are talking about Memento. It was directed by Christopher Nolan, and it is from 2000. It stars Guy Pierce, Carrie Ann Moss, Joe Pantoliano, Georgia Fox, and many more. So this movie is about a man played by Guy Pierce named Leonard. He has short-term memory loss, and he attempts to track down the man who raped and killed his wife. So really, really heavy stuff here. This movie was nominated for a couple Oscars. That's how good it was received. It was nominated for Best Writing for the screenplay. And that was written by Christopher Nolan. And it's actually based on the short story that his brother, Jonathan Nolan, wrote. And it was also nominated for Best Film Editing, which if you've seen it or you kind of know about it, That really makes sense that it was nominated. Yeah. Yeah. And like I said, this movie was directed by Christopher Nolan, which I am a huge fan of his works. And this is his second directorial feature film, which is really crazy with actually how good it is. Right? Yeah. I wouldn't have guessed that this was his second film. Yeah, it's really crazy. And it's just... So well done. And you can definitely tell that it was nominated for Best Screenplay. It didn't win, but it's just so well written. Yeah. And the way that the story carries along, especially with the editing, like you could not have this movie if the editing was off or if something was up. Like it was just mostly flawlessly executed, in my opinion. Same here. Like, it's a very difficult thing to do the way he did it, but he did it so well. Definitely. My background with this movie, I've seen it. I think this was my third time seeing it. I kind of, when I was a teenager and a little bit in college, I went through a phase for a while where if I became a fan of someone's work, either director, a writer, actor, I just looked up their IMDb history and whatever I could watch, I would watch and I would watch whatever they made. And I definitely did that with Christopher Nolan. I've seen all of his films, even following, which is his first one. So I, he's one of the best in my opinion. And I think the dark Knight is probably my favorite out of his films because it's just so good. It's the best comic book movie of all time, in my opinion. Endgame. Mm, okay, sure. <laughs> <laughs> Marvel versus DC here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and my background with Christopher Nolan is I've only seen the Dark Knight series and Tenet, which I've liked off what four or five of those movies. Yeah. <laughs> 
you there are some you really need to see like dunkirk you would love dunkirk Ooh, i didn't realize that was nolan mm-hmm. you would love that movie because you love history yeah yeah i do so something I've noticed with Nolan movies is the more you, and this is kind of a general consensus. I've found this with other people who've watched his films. Obviously this isn't the case for everyone, but kind of what I found on the internet or other people I know who've seen his movies, the more you watch them, the more you like them. And the more you pick up on, cause he is very heavy stuff and it's very complicated, very complex storylines and aspects to his films the more you watch it the more you kind of understand and like it and obviously that's not the case with all his movies or everyone who's watched them but it's kind of a general thing and i kind of found that with this movie too and i found that with other movies of his okay yeah i definitely remember doing that with tenant because that was a lot it definitely was. His movies are not simple at all. They no. are very complex storylines, complex characters. And he's really into, because this movie is a psychological thriller, he's really into those where it's just your mind just gets blown and it's just what is going on. But those are some of my favorite kinds of movies, which is probably yeah. why I'm such a huge fan. Yeah, I can see that. Just from the few Nolan movies I have seen. Yeah, so this is a psychological thriller. And there are also like, kind of goes into like Shutter Island, which is Scorsese. But, um, and Inception is also one of those. It's very at home for him to do this kind of thing. And it's kind of the beginning of him doing these kinds of movies. Okay. What kind of stood out to you or bring is of note? about this movie for you? Well, because Leonard Shelby has short-term memory loss, the last thing he remembers is his wife getting raped and murdered. And it was like, I forget exactly when in the movie that this was said, but he says that memory can be distorted. So Mm -hmm. it kind of got me thinking like, okay, maybe this isn't a reliable narrator. Yeah, definitely. Especially considering that Leonard Shelby is the one narrating and he has short-term memory loss. Yeah, so just for some background information, he loses or he loses his ability to retain short-term memory and turn it into long-term memory from the accident where someone broke into his house, raped and murdered his wife. He stumbled in on it. And then he was knocked into a mirror, had that blunt trauma to the head. And that affects his short-term memory, which he cannot, he can't contain the short-term memory. So yeah. And because of that, this movie, it like the timeline does jump around and the main plot line, the main storyline is going backwards. So each scene happens and it starts with the very last scene chronologically yeah and then the scene right after it is what happens right before that and what happened and then the next scene is what happens right before that and so the movie ends with the very beginning of the storyline so it's very interesting and then 
there are flashbacks to part of the storyline that are in black and white, and those are going forward. And then at some point towards the end, they meet in the middle and it becomes one storyline that's going backwards. (laughs) Yeah. It's very confusing if you haven't seen it and you're like, what is she talking about? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But you'll get it once you see it if you haven't seen it. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) It's very confusing, but that's Nolan for you. Like Ben said, because of his memory problems... He is a very unreliable narrator. And if you don't know what that means, it's basically just you can't trust him. You can't trust what he remembers, what he sees, and what is his reality may not be the case. But because we're following the story with him, we trust him and we're supposed to trust our narrator. But we can't because... He's not reliable. What he thinks is real is not always the case. And it's really interesting. And a lot of psychological thrillers do that. So it's very present in this movie and in the genre. Yeah. And while I was watching this film, it took me a minute to realize like the way it was edited, you kind of got his version of the story and then kind of what happened. In reality, because you have the little bit that he remembers, but then it shows what happened right before that and kind of what's going on. And when you see those stuff that's not from his perspective, but is what actually happened, kind of seems like he's just getting manipulated from everybody he meets, which is kind of sad, really. Yeah, even like Teddy, his quote-unquote friend that we find out we don't know if he was the guy who murdered his wife or if that was even the case because we don't know there might be a different reality to that he's being manipulated by the quote-unquote cop teddy and to get him to kill someone and he's also being manipulated by natalie played by carrie ann moss And she manipulates him to still, so that he's still around for her because some tension happens between them, but he forgets in two minutes and she comes back and gets him to beat up this guy, Dodd, even though he had nothing really to do with that. And he's also being manipulated by the guy who runs the motel because we find out the guy was really nice, the guy at the front desk, Bert. But then at one point we realize, we find out that Bert sold him two rooms because he didn't remember checking in the first time. And his manager or boss told him to sell him more rooms for more money. So yeah. <laughs> so yeah, he's being manipulated by everyone. And we find out he's even manipulating himself Yeah. at the end because, you know, he eventually kills Jimmy, we find out, spoiler, and he tells himself, can I get myself to forget? Can I get myself to forget so that I can get vengeance on John G. Teddy? Yeah. And 
can I allow myself to forget this because this man didn't deserve it? So if I just forget that I killed this man, I won't have that on my conscience. Yeah. Which is kind of deep. Yeah, it's really deep. And it just makes you think like, whoa, how many people has this guy killed because he thinks someone murdered his wife when we find out and it's ambiguous because we don't really know what happened. But there's this whole thing with Sammy Jenkins. Sammy Jenkins. Remember Sammy Jenkins. So according to Leonard, he was an insurance claims investigator. So basically, if something happens and insurance is like, uh, yeah, we don't, that might not be our position. So we, they send him in. And so he sent in to see this guy, Sammy Jenkins, who has short-term memory loss. And they go through all these tests, and Leonard determines that, that Sammy's memory loss is psychological and not physical. And his insurance didn't cover mental. They only covered physical. Yeah, which is kind of BS. But Sammy's claim gets denied, and... Then his wife steps in, trying to get him to just remember everything. And eventually she decides to test him by asking him to give her her insulin because she was diabetic. And she asks him the first time, he does it. Asks the second time, he does it. Asks the third time, he does it. And he ends up inadvertently killing her because of insulin destroying blood sugar count. Insulin overdose, basically. So that was heavy too. Yeah, it really was. And seeing the lengths you would take to try and get the love of your life to remember you or try to remember something. And Then eventually we find out, or at least Teddy says it, and we kind of don't know if that's the case because he's manipulating Leonard, but it's a weird situation. But he finds out, he tells Leonard that that was the case with him and his wife, that he lost his memory and his wife was diabetic and that's how she died. Yes. And he had it in his brain. He kept remembering that. And she was raped and she was attacked. And that's how he got the blunt trauma to his head. But she survived the attack. But he didn't remember that. He thought she died. And she couldn't keep living with that. And she basically did the same thing that he says Mrs. Jenkins did. So basically saying that Leonard is Sammy Jenkins and he just made up this character. Yep. Kind of bent reality to his own liking. Exactly, which is also why he's unreliable. And the way they show this and reveal this important point, an important part of the movie, they flash it back and it looks like the flashbacks he has of his wife before she quote-unquote died. And it's the same kind of deal. So it makes us think like, well, did this really happen or did this happen? Like, what's what's the case here? 
And it's the movie is very ambiguous because it doesn't lead to a particular answer. It purposely leads the audience thinking. Mm -hmm. And I did some research and because Jonathan Nolan is the one who wrote the story. And if you don't know, he's one of the showrunners and creators for Westworld on HBO. So he's pretty cool. cool. It's very talented family. (laughs) Yes, it is. (laughs) And so he wrote it. And in the story's explanation, or at least his explanation is Leonard is a mental patient an escaped mental patient. So that part of his wife being diabetic is the case in the story's reality. But obviously Christopher Nolan adapted it to the film. So his interpretation of it is obviously different. Yes. And everyone who watches the movie takes something differently. So what I think may be the ending or the quote unquote reality is different from what you think. Yeah. What do you think the reality is? I, I mean, I'd like to think uh, that someone, I mean, it's, uh, it's terrible, but I like to think someone did murder his wife so that he is on a vengeance quest. (laughs) Yeah. Because that just makes it seem like he, I don't know, but both, both, both realities are sad. (laughs) Yes. Yes, they are. And it's hard to think that he's just going out getting revenge for nothing. Yeah. Which kind of sucks. Yeah. But I, I don't know. What is what do you think the reality is? I think the reality is somewhere in the middle because everybody in this story is unreliable. So I have to take little snippets from everybody and try to piece it together. So it's entirely possible that he's been manipulated to kill many people by Teddy and Natalie. You never know. Very true. And it's a very good point you said about them all being unreliable because they all are very flawed characters. Yes, they are. Like not just Leonard, but Teddy is too. Like if he really is a cop, he is corrupt as heck. (laughs) You think? (laughs) And Natalie, like drug dealer boyfriend, but that doesn't mean she's a bad person. But she's manipulating Leonard and she's yep. doing some not so great stuff. So it's just, you know, all of them are bad people. I mean, they have some redeeming qualities, but it just shows how complex people can be. And not everyone is fully good or fully bad, which, yeah. again, I really like about this movie. Yeah, it just shows like they're all flawed i mean we are all flawed too so yes we are there's that but it's really crazy (laughs) yes it is and we do see little clues of like what's going on because he uses polaroids and tattoos to help him remember so when it does show these polaroids there's like writing that's been crossed out and written over and you don't know what his previous thoughts on the situation were until it happens in the timeline Very that true. kind of reverse timeline and it's like okay so 
who's manipulating who here? Are you playing yourself? Or are you getting played? Both. Yeah. Yeah. It sucks, but yeah, both. Yeah, and it just goes into the themes of obviously revenge, like we talked about last week. <laughs> yeah, eye for an eye. Yeah. Makes the whole world blind. Yep. And yeah, another theme, love and what you would do for love with what Sammy Jenkins' wife did or Leonard's wife or however you want to believe that story. (laughs) Yep. Yes. It's a very deep movie with very complex themes and it really wouldn't be for everyone. You'd really have to be into that kind of thing where something is very dense and very confusing which i love those kinds of movies that are just confusing and i have no idea what's going on as long as it's it's tasteful yeah same yeah as long as it's tasteful because i love movies that are very confusing but if i just don't know what's happening the entire time and i never figure anything out then i don't like that but as long as there's like a twist or something you find out or some continuity somewhere where it makes sense at some point, then I like it. Yeah, same here. It's just, like you said, if if there's nothing to actually make you think, is it really worth watching this movie? Exactly. But this movie does a great job of that. Yes. And really makes you think, really makes you ponder everything. (laughs) Yes, it does. I, I remember just I had to go get a beer after watching it because <laughs> <laughs> it was just like, OK, I need to slow down and think about that. I understand that. Yeah, <laughs> it really <laughs> is something that you can't just go. All right. Next thing. Now, what am I going to do? You really have yeah. to just sit there. And I'm like, oh, OK. Yeah. All right. I guess. <laughs> yep. <laughs> So I get that. (laughs) Yeah. I'm surprised you didn't get a glass of wine. Well, I had class. Fair point. (laughs) And I had a presentation in my class, you know. Fair point. For those of you who may not know, I'm in graduate school and I take night classes and I like to be sober for those or mostly sober. I I, I remember a few times where you were like, go get me some. (laughs) well that's if the class is really really boring (laughs) yeah i know (laughs) (laughs) yeah or if it was my birthday like that one day yeah true (laughs) i'm "I'm drinking wine while in class because it's my birthday and it's online so it's okay (laughs) yep (laughs) i'm not just showing up yeah my classes are online right now so i'm not just showing up with a bottle (laughs) on campus i am at home safe i'm not going anywhere yeah it's all good. <laughs> the only thing you have to worry about is getting run over by the cat. Yeah, well, I that happens to me sober all the time, so, you know. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Would you recommend this movie, and in what type of scenario, like, how would you recommend it? I absolutely would recommend this movie, and I think it's good for, like, Yes, it's not a romance movie, but I think it's actually a really good date night movie because it can actually make you talk after. Yeah, 
I never really thought about that. As as long as it's a type of movie you both would like. Yes. Or if it's something you want to get into, I can see that. Yeah. And obviously because of the themes and it is rated R, I wouldn't show it to my kids if I had them. Yeah. <laughs> but also, like, if you have a psychology student or if you are one or you know one, you have a friend or you're just really into psychology, I think that would be a good time for yeah. you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, I never really thought about it for date night, but that is a good suggestion. Yeah, Yay, I, I have good suggestions. <laughs> <laughs> for once in your life. Kidding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So if you want to watch it for date night. That is a wonderful idea as long as you guys, you both like that kind of movie or that sort of thing. Yeah, you really just, you can have a conversation with it, about it afterwards. So I think that's a really good idea. Yeah. What are some other things that you would recommend it for? Um, I think it would be good with friends. It would be a good like friends date night if you wanted to do that. Okay. Yeah, um, I can see that. I think that would be fun. Like college students or grown up people watching them in an apartment, get some popcorn, get whatever drink of choice you like. I don't care as long as you're drinking responsibly. <laughs> but yeah, I think it's good for just a chill evening, nothing too over the top because it is a very dense movie, like we said. So yeah, I think. That's a good option for that. Yeah, it is. All right, that'll be it for us this episode. Let's go to the movie generator to see what we'll get next time. Ooh! Gladiator! Ooh! (laughs) Okay. Yeah. I like Gladiator. Okay. It's a movie I've seen before. Finally! (laughs) All right, so stay tuned for that episode. That'll be really fun and really interesting. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of Really Random Movie Reviews. Give us a like and follow us on social media. We're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Those links are down in the description of this podcast. Have a great day.